Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. So during World War II, after the invasion of Normandy, the Allies suffered a pretty big setback. And General Eisenhower called all of his generals together and he said, the present situation is to be regarded as opportunity and not disaster. He said, I only want to see cheerful faces around this conference table. And I, I heard that today on a podcast by Ryan Holiday, uh, the podcast called The Daily Stoic. And it's interesting. I've been reading a lot about Stoicism lately. I've been reading Marcus Aurelius's book, Meditations, which Marcus Aurelius was just one of the most influential people in the history of the world, at Roman you know, the, an emperor of the, the Roman empire. <laughs> Anyways, it had me thinking about this idea of how do we respond like to really difficult things or, or not even difficult things. How do we respond to even just things that are upsetting or inconvenient or annoying all the way out to like, you know, major challenges. And he told the story about how general Eisenhower's response to this and his attitude ended up making a profound difference in just the attitude of, all of the other uh, generals and really had a huge deciding, you know, deciding factor in the outcome of the war for them. <clears throat> and this idea that, you know, again, this present situation has to be regarded as an opportunity and not disaster. I only want to see cheerful faces. And, and basically this idea that be a leader, like in times of inconvenience in times of serious challenge in times of frustration, you know, be a leader when everyone else is rattled be a leader when everyone else is afraid. And, and, and so anyways, Ryan Holiday on this podcast today was talking about that and, and courage. And it just had me thinking about how much that has to do with like how we respond to things in our homes and families and what kind of culture are we creating around when things don't go our way? Like, how do we respond and what are our children? How do the, how do they observe us responding? Cause I think it's easy to build a culture where, every inconvenience or annoyance or frustration or major issue, it's easy to build a culture where it's like our natural tendency is just to react in a way that doesn't serve us and react in a way that just is not useful. Yeah. We have um, an example that happened to us a few weeks ago. We um, of just things when things just weren't going our way. So we had one kind of bigger summer vacation planned the final hurrah. The final hurrah, yes, before school started. And it was happening. Um, so in Arizona, they don't start school. Or they'd start school like super early in Arizona. It's like the beginning of August. So this trip was actually a group that Chris does work with. It was kind of a group event. So they planned it for the beginning of August, which we were the kids were going to miss the first couple of days of school. Anyway, this is all, <laughs> all part of like the big story, I guess. But it was this... The company was paying for everything for our flights and our stays. And it was at this beautiful resort in South Carolina. And 
Chris actually went there for a different event last month and he was just telling, he came home just telling us how like beautiful and gorgeous and all the things we were going to do there. And we were just all so enrolled in this idea of this vacation and how like epic it was going to be. The event itself had things planned. Um, They have like kids, like a kids center that they specifically created for the kids to do really fun activities. And they had activities for, so it was like a business retreat. So while Chris would have been in meetings, they had events for everyone to do. And it was just, we were just really all sold down the idea. It it was epic. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were set to go on Monday morning and on Sunday, Chris woke up not feeling very well. And he just felt like, oh, do you know what I should before we get on a plane and take her in there, I should test to make sure I don't have COVID. So we took, so he took a test and he was like, yep, you do, you have it. And so we were like, shoot, what do we do? Like, And, and the re- part of the reason I, I wanted to take it one, just, just to be responsible and take it. And at this particular event, I've worked with almost every single person in the company and I would be speaking at it. I knew that I would have a lot of people coming up that I'd never had the chance to meet in person and hugging or shaking hands. And so, Anyways, so yeah, did did have it, and ultimately we made the decision. Like, yeah, obviously we can't we can't go. And yeah, can we in good knowledge can we go? And we decided no. Like, I guess we can't. And so we were that was on Sunday. We were supposed <clears throat> to have flown out on Monday morning. We even drove. We live like two and a half hours from the airport. We were even had drove. We had left our house. We had packed for the trip, and we just had to like turn around and come home. <laughs> And it was like so disappointing. And I know in the grand scheme of things, like this is truly like a first world problem that you can't go on your vacation. But it was like really devastating for all of us because it was something we had kind of been looking forward to all summer. And unfortunately, we follow this company on Instagram. And every day they were (laughs) posting the most epic experiences and speakers. And Tim Tebow came and spoke. And another famous celebrity came and spoke and just, but it was, it was an amazing opportunity for our family to really practice. Like, how do we respond to situations like this? Like, are we going to sit around all week and feel sorry for ourselves? Or are we going to just be grateful for what we have grateful for the chance we now have to like, we have an open week. We can spend a lot of time together, play a lot of games, create a lot of cool experiences, memories, get ready for school. And I really think we made the most of it. And I, in hindsight, I would even say in some ways it was a blessing to to be home. And I, I would like to say that I and we always respond that way. And it's not, it's not the case, but in high, if I look at it now, it's like, what would have been the usefulness though in responding any other way? What would have been the usefulness in on top of the fact we weren't going on this trip, compounding it by being super upset and talking about how annoyed we were that we were missing it the whole time and talking about, and basically focusing on what, what wasn't happening versus focusing on, well, what can we do? And and that's one of the things I really appreciated about the stoic philosophy and and stoicism is it really is this part of the philosophy is like only concern yourself with the things that you can control and the things that are outside of your control. But I'm realizing more and more myself how I respond to like the little frustrations and annoyances all the way out to the big things. It really is setting the standard in our family and for my kids to some degree of like, this is how you, this is how you respond. And I'm just always impressed and inspired by the, by people who can just respond. I, w- I don't know, maturely, calmly with wisdom to difficult things. Remember that one 
exercise we did, I feel like it totally helped me. It was like, I think it was maybe Tuesday morning after we were had missed the missed our trip by one day. I was like, I was pretty like disappointed still, truly. And I woke up and I was like writing in my journal and I remembered this one um, exercise I had done in this in this um, course that I've taken in the past. And the exercise is basically the idea that you create everything in your life. Like everything that happens in your life is something that you created. And the trick, I guess, is to look at each, each opportunity and ask yourself like, why the question is, why did I create this? And so whether that's true or not, I remember the first time I heard this idea, I was like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, but it was useful like like ridiculous because obviously I would not have created some of the really difficult things that have happened to me in my life. I would have never created that. Yeah. Why would I create that? I missed this trip that I was Got looking it. forward to. Like that doesn't even make sense or anyway. Yeah. Or all the way out to like really difficult things. Yeah. Not just like a trip, but anything. Totally. Yeah. Anything, anything that has happened in your life is because you created it to be so. But so I just sat there for a second and I was like, why would I have created us not going on this trip? Like what, what is there to learn from this? And I actually, like, as I sat there and journaled, I came, I was able to come up with like a lot of actually really compelling reasons why, you know, if you choose to believe in this idea that you create everything, like why I would have created that. And like some of the bigger ones being that like, my kids were not going to have to miss the first two days of school and otherwise they were going to. And we ended up being more prepared. Like we were able to spend like those couple days. I was just ordered other school supplies on Amazon and they just, I just felt like more prepared to start school, I guess, than I would have otherwise. And they didn't, I feel like my kids the last couple of years, our kids, they're always the new kids at school. Like they're always coming in at semester or coming in. I don't know. They're just the new kids. And so I felt like it was important that, Hey, they won't have to be like the new kids coming in two days late. Like they get to just start school with everyone else. And that felt like really good to me that they were able to do that. And so then Melissa, after doing that, she led our family through that same exercise. She journaled that morning and then said, okay, guys at breakfast, I want to take you, I want to, I'm going to go, I want to take you through an exercise that was really helpful to me. And she introduced the concept of every one of us created us. Every one of us was responsible for creating us not going on the trip. Mm-hmm. And again, I wouldn't even, you said earlier, Melissa, if you choose to believe this, maybe don't even choose to believe it. Just try it on like a possibility. Try it on like an experiment. And that's what you encouraged us to do. Yeah. Not even saying you have to believe this is true, but if it was, just try this on. And then all of us got to write, here's why I created us not going on the trip. And it was crazy to go around the table and every one of our kids had really profound insights. It wasn't like they're like, I created us not going on the trip because I wanted to stay home and be bored for a week and hate my life. <laughs> like no one said anything. And I can't remember all of them, but our, our kids, you know, oh, I created us not going because I, I really am excited to go to my first day of school and play with my friends. I created us not going because I wanted us to play card games again as a family. Cause that was actually one of the things that came out of it. We, we kind of this revelation a little bit as a family, like, wow, we don't play games together as much as the families we used to. And we played a lot of games that week and it's continued on. Like we're now kind of back in this, which probably would have never happened. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of our kids who likes to cook, like cooked more that week than they had in a long time. And it's like, Oh, it felt really good to be back in the kitchen. And there was, I don't know, there was other things that 
but it was this powerful like reframe of, and I think that's a lot of what I'm reading lately about leadership. Leaders have this ability to just almost see everything as an opportunity because it, what's so fascinating is whatever has happened has happened. Mm-hmm. Like it is done. Like it, there is nothing we can do, which I think sometimes is some of the frustrating or helpless feeling. And, and it's net, there's not a whole lot of usefulness in dwelling on why it happened. It's happened. It's, can I choose to look at this opportunity as an opportunity? Like, how will I respond? And can I choose to just really focus on the things that I, that I'm in control of? And it makes me think of that, um, Victor Frankl quote in man's search for meaning. Let me see if I can find it. Um, which is a really, really great book just about this idea of perspective, right? And how we choose to respond. He, and that, now a little background on Victor Frankl. He lived in Austria during World War II. And I want to say that his mother and father were killed. I think his wife was killed. His life work, life's work was destroyed. And he was in a really harsh concentration camp. And as a result of it, as a result of all that happened, chose to come out and say, like, I want to make it, I want to make a difference in the world. I want to make a contribution to society and like help people. Like he wasn't jaded. He wasn't resentful. And he said, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. And I just love to, I hope that's the culture we're building in our family, and our home. And I know not all the time. I know there's a lot of things where I send, I demonstrate to my kids what I feel is like not a useful way to respond to things, but what a gift we could give ourselves and our kids. If we could really choose to look at everything as an opportunity and we could choose to see things as like, yeah, what can I learn from this? Who am I going to be in this? How am I going to respond? And I don't just think it's the big things. I think even more, maybe more difficult. A lot of times it's the little annoyances. It's like the little frustrations. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, there's some research that talks about the strengths of families um, it's this, we've talked about it before. We've mentioned it before, but it's this, um, out of the university of Nebraska, Nebraska, this like long study done over like 30 years and thousands and thousands of families. But it, it basically took all this information, this research and kind of consolidated into, okay, what are, what are the common, um, strengths of all these families that we researched? They narrowed it down to six strengths that these families possessed. And one of them as they research the families, they found these families, these strong families, they have resilience. So I think it is really important like to foster this, this skill, I guess, of resilience. Yeah. The, the study around this resilience, basically they just said, man, we've encountered so many of these families and there's these certain families that just seems like no matter what happens to them, they just have this belief that they can get through it and overcome it and be better and stronger because of it. And, and, and I love, I love that. And I would love my kids to have this confidence that like, yeah, nothing can take me out no matter how hard it is, no matter what happens. Like I see myself as someone that can still respond. I'm going to, because I'm so, um, on the stoicism train, I want to share a couple like quotes from some of the famous stoics. Like, so Seneca has this quote that I really love lately. Will you, maybe we should do a whole episode about this, but will you just define the word before you dive in? Define the word stoic. stoic. Yeah. So yes, stoicism is basically this philosophy. And the definition of the philosophy is 
one of the definitions of the philosophy is um, the endurance of pain or hardship without display of feelings and without complaint. And I think that's kind of more of the the literal term. But the one I like the most is that it's a development of self-control and fortitude as a means of overcoming destructive emotions. And most of all, I think it's really, it's like, it's a philosophy that's designed to help you just be a better person, be a more resilient, strong person that's in control of like what you can be in control of, which this, this quote by Seneca that I, I really like, he says, the chief task in life is simply this to identify and separate matters so that I can clearly say to myself, which are externals, not under my control and which have to do with the choices I actually control. Where then do I look for good and evil? Not to uncontrollable externals, but within myself to the choices that are my own. And then another one by Marcus Aurelius, external things are not the problem. It's your assessment of them, which you can erase right now. And so the philosophy just, I've just been, I've been listening to so much of this. And then Melissa and I were having this conversation about. He's been obsessed with it the last two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) People probably already know that about me by now, (laughs) that I get obsessed about things and I dive all the way in. But I, I. It, it was to me, it was really funny. It was a really funny coincidence that right, I think it was a day or two before our trip got canceled. I just started, like, I've known about Stoic philosophy and Stoicism mm-hmm. and some of the books out there, but I just felt kind of called to start looking into it and digging into it. And then when the trip happened, I actually had this thought, like, huh, maybe this is an opportunity to start practicing the philosophy of like, you did this. Yeah. Yes. That's why I created it so that I think I actually said that at the breakfast table. I really did. Do you remember that? Remember. One of the reasons I created is not going is so that I could read more and study up on stoicism and we could apply some of the principles. I, I This is an area that I really can get a lot better at. I know like I, I, way too often I allow external things outside of my control to have too much bearing on my attitude or my peace of mind. And I, I, I want that for me and I want to really create an example and be a demonstration to my kids of, yeah. Like it, this is about leadership. It's about how to be a leader when everyone else is rattled, how to be a leader when everyone else is afraid, how to be a leader when everyone else is annoyed, how to be a leader when everyone else is upset and control the things that I am in control of. I remember you sharing, maybe I was overhearing a call you had recently where you said that you were talking about someone that was, I think it was a mentor of yours had talked about an experience where someone was just like berating him and he, he like didn't, he didn't react. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's one of the things I've noticed in leaders that I really respect is they just have this ability to stay like, like you can't rattle them. Like they're all, like they're unoffendable. Like they cannot be rattled. They cannot be shaken no matter what happens, no matter what someone's saying to them. And I've had situations like that where I've seen, I've been in environments in a conference room where someone's saying something that you can tell, you can tell they're, they're saying it with the intention of like harming someone, like trying to be, hateful or rude or mean. And I've seen a lot of people who it works and they, they react to it, get offended. And then I've seen on a rare occasion, someone who's like, just sits there very calmly, no matter what they're saying. And I witnessed it one time after this happened, the, the person that was, it was being said to my mentor, he just said, wow, thank you for sharing that. Like, thank you for the feedback. Like, I'm going to look at that. There's probably something for me to learn in that. And I was like, what? Like, punch this guy in the face, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, but it, but that response, cause that's, there's this distinction, the difference between reacting and responding, you know, he responded instead of reactive. 
And you could tell it really actually, it seemed as though it made a real impact on the person who was trying to rattle him. It's like, wow, like it even kind of melted them and softened them a little bit. And I just think it's, you look at most of the great leaders, you know, again, like that story of Eisenhower, right? It's like, this will not be looked at as, you know, a disaster. This situation will be regarded as an opportunity. I only want to see cheerful faces around this conference table. What a, I don't know, what a skill, like what a gift, what a trait to have inside a family and just your life and the culture of your home. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple. And we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing. We feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.